Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 176, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone. I do hope you had a wonderful weekend, but here we are. It's taken us 35 weeks and that's roughly 29 hours of podcasting. But at last we have made our way through the story of the Old Testament and we are just about ready to begin the new. Hi everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So Dave, today is a Big day, huh? It is, Marvin. Day 130 was big for us on our journey. That was our halfway point. But in terms of God's big story, we are getting to the really huge stuff. We are coming to what, or rather who, this whole big story has been leading up to. And so today, for just this one week, we're not going to do our 60-second recap, but we are going to talk through where we've been over the last 35 weeks. Oh, okay. Oh, well, do we still get to do the jingle? Yeah, sure, why not? What have we heard the Bible say? Let's remember it's recap day. Okay, Marvin, so let's think back to where we started with creation. But of course, then came the fall and everything got messed up. But do you remember God promised Satan something? Do you remember what he promised? Oh, uh, oh yeah, well, he promised that he would send someone who, well, the devil was going to bruise his heel, but this man would crush the devil's head, right? Yep, that's right. And so, for 35 weeks, covering thousands of years of history, we've been waiting for that promise to arrive. Now, not long after that, God promised Abraham that someone from his family would be a blessing to the whole world. And of course, God gave him the sign of that covenant, that promise, circumcision, the mark of that promise. And so again, we've seen over thousands of years, Abraham's family have become a massive nation, bearing that mark, waiting for that promise to be fulfilled. Now, along the way, of course, God gave us pictures too. We had Abraham and Isaac, a father willing to sacrifice his son, the ultimate sign of love. And we had the Passover lamb, the spotless lamb sacrificed, whose blood would save the people. And of course, we had Jonah in the whale going down into the depth for three days before rising with a message of salvation. For hundreds and even thousands of years, those pictures rested in Scripture, waiting for the one who would come and fulfill their secret promise. Then we saw God give us his law, and we saw over thousands of years how nobody, not even one person, could follow it. All have sinned. Yet we saw God's grace again and again, never giving up on a sinful people, promising to fix the problem of sin that they just could not fix for themselves. And so the people waited. And we had King David, yet another covenant promise of God, the promise of a king whose throne would last forever. Another promise. And still, the waiting went on. Yeah, Dave, I'm kind of noticing a theme here. Good, I'm glad. So, Marvin, let's do a super fast recap. So, we had creation in the fall. Then we had the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, along with God's covenant promises to them. Next came the prophets, Moses, followed by Joshua. Then came the time of the judges. Next, it was the kings, Saul, David, and Solomon, before the nation split in two. Israel, the northern kingdom, would fall to Assyria, and then then later Judah would fall to Babylon. The people were carried off into exile, the time of Daniel and Esther, but they would return. Ezra and Nehemiah and others would rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. And all of that time, this whole big story, the world was... Waiting, Dave. 
That is right, Marvin. And after Nehemiah finished the walls, after the prophet Malachi had brought God's message to the people, well, then came about 400 years of... Uh, of what, Dave? Of... Silence. Hmm, what do you mean? I mean, for 400 years, God did not send any more prophets. He did not add to what he had already said. He did not make any further promises. Nothing more. God, of course, was still in control, was still moving, but there was silence. Oh, wow, Dave. 400 years, that's a long time. Oh, oh, but hey, weren't the Israelites in Egypt for 400 years? They were very good, Marvin. They were 400 years in Egypt, waiting for God to send their rescuer. And now the Israelites would wait another 400 years, again, waiting for their rescuer. Oh, wow. So, Marvin, that is where we have been. We have been telling this huge story. And it's like we've been putting together a big jigsaw puzzle. But we are waiting. Waiting for the big piece right in the middle that makes everything else make sense. Okay. Well, yeah. Then, Dave, I am ready. Let's put an end to the waiting. Ah, well, not quite yet, Marvin. Oh, no? No. You see, we've told the story of all the stuff that happened in the Old Testament. But as we heard in Gary's quiz on Friday, we've only read from 20 of the 39 books. And you see, a bunch of the ones we haven't read have been the books of the prophets. All the way through this big story, God was sending his prophets to speak his word to the people. Now, they spoke about all sorts of things, but every so often, God would give them a message that was messianic. God would give them a picture that was not about what was happening in Israel when they were alive, but instead was all about the Messiah, the one who was going to come, the one Israel had been waiting for for so long. Oh, Now, we have read some of those before. I don't know if you remember, but we read from Isaiah when he spoke about the suffering servant who would be pierced and crushed for our sin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I do remember that. And then, of course, Professor Westminster made his video series about King David's messianic psalms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was in those. You were. And, And boys and girls, if you haven't seen those, you can find them on our Facebook page. But there's one more short one that I wanted us to read. Another signpost, another piece of the puzzle that God gave before the silence began, before the waiting would be finished. Okay. Now, it's from the book of Zechariah. And Zechariah was writing back when the people had returned from exile in Babylon to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. But do you remember? The neighbors wrote to the king and they had to stop. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Well, the prophets Zechariah and Haggai were around back then, speaking God's message when the people needed to get back to work. So our friend Margaret is going to read from the book of Zechariah a messianic prophecy. Okay. So one that points to Jesus, the Messiah. That's right. Oh, and just so you know, it talks about the city of Zion. And that's just another name for Jerusalem. Okay, gotcha. Hi, Margaret. Today's passage is from Zechariah chapter 9, verses 9 to 17. A king comes to Zion. City of Zion, be full of joy. People of Jerusalem shout. See, your king comes to you. He always does what is right. He has won the victory. He is humble and riding on a donkey. He is sitting on a donkey's colt. I will take the chariots away from Ephraim. I will remove the war horses from Jerusalem. I will break the bows that are used in battle. Your king will announce peace to the nations. He will rule from ocean to ocean. His kingdom will reach from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. I will set your prisoners free from where their enemies are keeping them. I will do it because of the blood that put into effect my covenant with you. Return to your place of safety. 
you prisoners who still have hope. Even now I announce that I will give you back much more than you had before. I will bend Judah as I bend my bow. I will make Ephraim's people my arrows. Zion, I will stir up your sons. Greece, they will attack your sons. My people, I will use you as my sword. The Lord will appear. Then the Lord will appear over his people. His arrows will flash like lightning. The Lord and King will blow the trumpet of his thunder. He'll march out like a storm in the south. The Lord who rules over all will be like a shield to his people. They will destroy their enemies. They'll use slings to throw stones at them. They'll drink the blood of their enemies as if it were wine. They'll be full like the bowl that is used for sprinkling the corners of the altar. The Lord their God will save his people on that day. He will be like a shepherd who saves his flock. They will gleam in his land like jewels in a crown. How very beautiful they will be. Grain and fresh wine will make the young men and young women strong. Thanks, Margaret. Oh, wow, Dave. So, Zechariah said, Look, Jerusalem, your king is coming. And he said he would be riding on a donkey. Hmm, that story sounds mighty familiar. That's right. And he said that the king would bring peace. He said he would save his people from their enemies, like a shepherd who saves his flock. And remember, Zechariah said all of this more than 500 years before Jesus would be born, more than 500 years before he would come to Jerusalem riding on a donkey. But we'll keep that story until week 44. Okay, so more waiting. Yep, but Marvin, now, now we are ready. And tomorrow we're going to fast forward right through those 400 years of silence, and at long last we are coming to the end of all that waiting as God is about to put that final piece in the middle of the jigsaw right where it belongs. The promises are about to be fulfilled, the pictures will now all make sense, and soon God's people will see just how amazing God's plan and God's big story is and has been right from the very beginning. Oh, wow, Dave. I am super excited. You know, I hope we all are, Marvin. We've come a very long way to get here. Okay, so for now, let's say goodbye. And tomorrow, Marvin, tomorrow the New Testament awaits. Okay. Bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh. Adams.